guest analyst this afternoon, Nathan Losey with Ag Resource Company. Nathan, we saw a grain market here today. It was rather subdued almost with traders trading both sides here throughout the day. Yeah, we. Uh, it was really interesting day across a couple different markets. Of course, corn pushed the new highs um, and held them. We had the soybean market sharply higher earlier this morning and kind of fell back to unchanged. Um, you know, lack to follow through technical buying that we saw in corn. And, of course, the big story in the grain markets for the day was was the meal market as we look at uh, March soybean meal. Uh, still holding above $500 a ton. I, I went back and looked, and it, we've only ever had one other March contract trade over $500 a ton, and that was last year um, with the uh, Russian invasion. So it's... I, it's it's difficult to understand, but it's certainly uh, uh, an interesting observation. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then that uh, it seemed kind of funny, too, to have the meal up like that. And then the beans, actually, well, we ended up uh, a fraction to six, seven higher. So we've we still traded both sides all most of the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. And, and in the midst of all this, um, you know, we see here in the Midwest, we still see very good um, corn and soybean basis. I mean, I just looked on the Illinois River. Um, I can sell corn all the way to the end of the marketing year for, you know, roughly $6.80 a bushel, and soybeans are $15 or better all the way to uh, next August. And this is all in the midst of a record uh, Brazilian soybean harvest. And, the, the you know, it's it's going quick down there, but the yields are just fantastic. Lots of farmers in Brazil reporting record soybean yields. Yeah, we've seen that too, too with uh, the soybean export, uh, weekly export inspections above uh, USDA projections here right now, our sales. Yeah, so far we're, we're holding, I mean, you can't really argue with the USDA's export forecast a whole lot. The, the shipment rates, you know, going along reasonably well. And, and then when you look at outstanding sales, um, you know, we're above last year on ex- outstanding sales. So there, at some point in time, you know, we are going to, we are going to see exports, uh, at least hold up pretty good into summer. We might not sell anymore, but certainly shipments are going to stay good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Does that demand uh, the the one side on the weak side of that has been the uh, corn and wheat markets? Yeah, the corn export pace is just horrible. Um, you know, we do have this window uh, for another you know thirty to maybe sixty days where we the U.S. could pick up um, some better exports because the Argentine crop isn't going to be available until you know May at the earliest. Uh, Brazilian corn isn't going to be available for export until July at the earliest. Um, but for right now, we, corn just can't get off the floor. Uh, but really, you know, it's the corn market this year is not an export story. It's it's certainly a domestic story, um, whether it's in feed demand or or ethanol. Um, you know that those are the drivers in the corn market this year. Sure, Chinese tensions having playing a role too, or not? Um, you know, China hasn't really been in the U.S. corn market. Um, you know, they were there last year, and that that really gave us you know the big boost in exports this year. Um, you know, they've bought some corn from Brazil. Again, that's probably not going to ship until next summer. But so far, it, China hasn't been uh, a net positive or a net negative on the U.S. corn market, and at least in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Plus, they've been absent in the soybean market here recently. 
Um, it's it's slowed down, uh, that's for sure. But it, but again, um, you know, we at least measuring against last year, we have there's a lot of a lot of sales uh, that haven't been shipped yet. Now the bearish argument to that is that maybe those sales get canceled. Um, so I guess we wait and see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How about livestock? What happened there? Well, uh, we thought maybe the the cattle market was was coming to a temporary end, and and they proved us wrong this morning. Uh, right out of the gate, just a, a gap and go day in cattle, and so um, you know that I think that comes from uh, some late cash trade. Excuse me, late cash trade last week that was better than expected. So we pushed cattle to the new contract highs. In the hog market, um, you know, we've been waiting for a cat for a seasonal low. It's, you know, oftentimes late November, early December, and this year it's just been extended. Um, some of that's due to slower domestic demand. But, you know, I think we're finally there. Uh, you know, we had the cash index up every day last week, and so, you know, the CME came alive today, and uh, the traders are finally buying into it. They've been maybe burned a couple times on trying to trying to guess when that low is going to be in, but... Everybody's, um, you know, building confidence that that we we've, we've finally reached that point, and and the the hog market's making a turn. All right. Anything else we need to be aware of? No. Um. I I I'd, I'd say the market's focus. I mean, aside from uh, Brazilian South American crops, um, we're in the month of February. The USDA outlook form is coming up, um, in another week or two, and 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 so the 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 market's attention is gradually shifting to new crop. And what acres are going to be, and and weather. I know here in in central Illinois, uh, we've had, well, we haven't had any frost in the ground here, and and it's it's really been a fantastic weather. I mean, uh, another couple days like today, and and the ground will be fit to work. So, um, but new crops definitely going to be in the in the focus. Nathan Losey at Ag Resource Company.